Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, you wonderfuls. This week's episode is me talking to the brilliant boy comedian Matthew Hyten. We have a particular focus on eating in a post-apocalyptic future, something which this lovely massive weirdo Matthew is particularly obsessed with, uh, apocalypses and the future. So thanks for listening and as ever for telling every dickhead you ever meet about the podcast. Um, please keep that up along with the usual rating, reviewing and subscribing. Live show-wise, we have our biggest one yet in just a few days at the under Belly South Bank Festival at Sunday the 9th, 4.30 in the afternoon, and our guests are superstars. We've got Tom Allen, Sarah Pascoe, and Bake Off's Liam Charles. And announcement time, um, we've added a brand new live date for July in Kent. Uh, we're going to do a show in the evening on the 18th of July at the Marlowe Comedy Festival in Canterbury. I had somebody tweet me recently saying, come to Kent, come to Canterbury, and, and we are. Um, tickets are in the podcast notes and on my website, and I've got some really exciting guests lined up. I'll be announcing them any day soon. Uh, Also, there's discount tickets for these if you're a $5 patron or over. If you don't know what a patron is, head over to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and have a look. It's where I swap cool things like cheap tickets and lots of extra content and that sort of thing uh, for your money. Anything from tiny to massive money. Now, into the podcast. Before we start, I do feel like I need to warn you um, because this is a post-apocalypse special. We eat some pretty disgusting stuff. We eat some uh, bugs and things. And um, some of Matt's stories, though brilliant, I mean, definitely won't make you peckish. This is probably the episode that's going to make people the least hungry out of, certainly compared to anything I've done before. Oh God, but it's such fun to do. And it's very funny. Enjoy. We've got an apocalypse special. Yeah. And I just thought we had to record this bit because I've bought us some crickets and some grasshoppers that I hadn't realised that you didn't just eat like crisps, you have to cook them. Shall I Um, bring those for sound? Oh, go on. Okay, eat grub, I don't think, I think the crickets aren't, Jesus Christ, I don't think, it says full of protein, omega-3 and vitamin 12. A mild nutty flavour. A mild nutty flavour. Okay, so, coat them in soy sauce and roast in foil for 10 minutes. Okay. Okay, I'm opening them. 
fucking hell, I'm really scared. I feel like <laughs> I had the feeling of revulsion that I got looking through the packets of these for a long time. I didn't feel that bad coming here and really? then seeing it's the grasshoppers. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I don't think I'm able to do it. I will. Fucking hell. Whack them in. I didn't eat them. I mean, I, I, can, I can prepare them. I'm taking a picture of shit. Smack, what do they smell like? I mean, actually, it's a smell of dust. But the, <laughs> idea, the idea of nausea is stuck, like, in my... Fucking hell. Oh, I'll just do that, because I don't think we'll get through. Yeah, whack him in. Whack more in. Fucking hell. Oh, my good God. Right, soy. Shit. Oh, it looks like you've opened a drawer, and you found out you had, like, a, an infestation... Oh god, and then you ate it! <laughs> yeah. Shit, but that's what we might have to do after the apocalypse. I don't want to touch them, can you tell? Oh god! <laughs> oh shit. I've done more. I hope you like things salty. Oh, I love salt. Okay, great. Well, love salt. Jesus Christ. Hi. What a soy is an interesting choice, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Oh, my tongue's turning. Mm. Okay, so, and these, I think, are worse. I think the grasshoppers, the grasshoppers are worse. look worse through the packet. Shit. Nine okay. grams of grasshoppers. So, before cooking, remove the wings and legs. Oh, you're joking. Let's do it then. <laughs> oh, no. Get a little pot to put the wings and legs oh! in. Oh! Okay, I'll get a bowl. It's just, just think of it like de-shelling a prawn. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yes. A beautiful musical land prawn. <laughs> yeah. We'll do one at each. Okay. One each? Well. You're going to eat it. They might. Me now. You'll be good if, in the end, these are really nice. Oh, you? my God. <laughs> oh, the legs are off already. Right. Oh. Oh my god. Do you know what? I feel quite Jungle. guilty. Yeah. Doing a, do doing a video of me de, de winging. This is Smathy Height and taking the wings off a grasshopper that we're Oh, his head fell off! Oh, I don't think I want to eat the head anyway. Would you just put the husk back in? Do you want his yummy head? I think you're supposed to, aren't Are you? you? Just said wings and legs, didn't say. It did say wings and legs. They and just fall off. I don't have to join in. <laughs> I'm going to make you do so. <laughs> they just come off. <laughs> Oh, look in there. Ah! Oh, it's an alien. Oh. Oh. They feel like... They feel like... Oh my God, I'm so scared. I've got to feel it like we're less than seconds into this podcast and I know that when there is an apocalypse... Oops. When there is an apocalypse, I just want to be dead. I want to go in the first wave, dead. Do you reckon? Yeah. Me and uh, my fiance Katie, we talk about the apocalypse all the time. And I, well, you did want to do an apocalypse special. Episode. I did, and I, in my head, I thought, "Oh, that'll be fun." Talk about food. Yeah, you might and then I went. And I'm going to yeah. get some grubs. I brought Twinkies, mate. Yeah, which have got beef in. Yeah, which I didn't know until I bought them. Are you still vegan? I uh, no, I flirt with veganism. I don't eat meat though. I, I, I mean, very, 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 very occasionally, but not, not to the point where to to try a Twinkie, I'll eat some yeah. beef. I don't think. I have, if you're listening, made some soup so that Matthew hasn't come all the way to Catford, where I live, just to de de wing de wing and leg grasshoppers and then eat them up. Shit. You know, Do you know what? I'm getting used to it. Yeah. It's the idea. It's the concept. I'm already desensitised. About six grasshopper de-wingings in, and I already feel less sensitive about this. Now the wings are off. I'm going to have to shut my ear, uh, ears. I'm going to shut my ears and my eyes. Should we put more in? Yeah. It look like um, nuts now. Like weird nuts. Weird nuts that used to be alive. Oh, I missed a leg on that. Oh, okay, I can't, can't be careful. I'm not going to get our mission no, started. I wonder why the, um, just the wings aren't going to eat I imagine it's a textural issue. <laughs> um, uh, oh, we can throw the um, legs away. These are, at the moment, these are very expensive, but presumably, 
we'll be killing and drying our own grasshoppers. Well, yeah, I mean, in the future. You're talking about thinking you'll be able to catch them. Like, yeah. Also, how on earth do you harvest grasshoppers? Yeah. Have the, these been grown? Have these been industrially farmed? They'll be in, like, you know, one of those butterfly houses <gasps> you get. But, yeah, they'll be farmed. Oh, my God. Could these have potentially become... No, that's a caterpillar, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Grasshoppers yeah, yeah. just born and... It doesn't transform to anything. But they'll be in, like, a bug house. But they're, like, they want people to... Like, there's info on the back. Yeah, but I, so, I mean, they're fucking good for you. So the water and feed needed to produce one kilogram of protein. Um, so for one grasshopper, you need one litre of water. For a chicken, how many litres of water do you think? <gasps> oh, my God. Um, for one chicken? Yeah. To grow to adulthood, to so you eat, need eat to... in size. Um... And they do that quite quickly, though, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go for 20. 2,300. <gasps> Shit! Yeah. For a pig? Oh, God, it's going to be obscene. Mm. Oh, okay, 4,000. 3,500. Okay. And then for a cow? Oh, God. This should be, I assume, heartbreaking. 5,000. 22,000 litres of water. For Cows, cow. you thirsty pricks! <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, that's a lot. Do I know grams of feed? Yeah. So for a grasshopper, it is 1,700 grams of feed. For a chicken? Oh, I don't know. It's 2,500, so not that much more. Pig? 3,000. 5,000. Pigs, because they're pigs. Yeah. And then a cow? Um... 10,000. Exactly! Oh my god, yeah. it's a cow right on like a Darren Brown <laughs> animal feed. Stick of this in for eight mints. I, I am obsessed with salt though. Oh yeah? When I was a kid, um, my mum said the salt shaker was always clogged because I used to sneak into the dining room. We had these like fancy salt shakers, these wooden yeah. ones, and I'd lick the top <gasps> and clog it. <laughs> Good boy, I thought I liked salt. Yeah. That's serious salt love. And I've never grown out of that sort of thing. Like I'll, if I'm if I'm salting something, I'll, I'll like lick my finger and get a bit. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, let's try some salts while we're waiting for our insects to cook. I'm convinced my heart's going to give out because of salt. Oh really? Yeah, me too. But I try not to think about it. That's yeah. a great way of dealing with um, yeah, yeah. issues, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Complete denial. Ooh. Oh, let's just dip our fingers in these salts because I've been waiting to have a salt fan. This isn't. Very, do you know what? We can say this is to do with the apocalypse still, because <laughs> um, we might just have to drink the sea, might we? I mean, that would kill us straight away. Would it? Yeah. You would die from drinking the sea. Oh. I, I tried to learn how you make fresh water out of salt water. Yeah. Because of this exact thing, and like you can, like make with sheets and stuff. You can, I think you can evaporate it and then condense it down the edge of the sheet and collect the water. Oh. But I've not. Learning. I generally, because I'm obsessed with apocalypses, I uh, start to look at like things how you would um, like process your urine, stuff like that. Really? Uh, yeah, obsessively like prepared yeah, for things. Process your urine. Yeah. And have you tried that? Have you oh ever no. Tried your own urine. Um, no. No. I was never a rugby boy, so I missed no, out. No, I've never drunk my own urine. I was nearly goaded to by some bullies at a sleepover as a child. Oh, really? My friend Hannah, a sleepover with her and her two sisters, two of them snuck off and pissed in the tea set we were playing with. Oh. And um, they just tried to get everybody to drink it, but luckily we'd all realised what they'd done before before the wee-wee. But um, I've guzzled my own knocker milk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, day one, of, like, day one of lactating, I'd be like, it's a taste. <laughs> Absolutely, freakishly sweet. Well, I mean, you never, you're never gonna unless you're really close to someone, <laughs> unless you have a baby, yeah, or you're with someone who's had a baby. You're never gonna really try it. No, because you, I, the idea of a stranger is foul. Yeah, um, right. You so saw that there was that uh, shop in Covent Garden a few years ago, wasn't there? That was making ice cream out of uh, breast milk. I mean, I'm sure it's very nutritious, but it's designed for for one specific person. It's not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Also, uh, I did wonder, does that count as a form of cannibalism? No. I don't think so, because it's consensual. <laughs> There's cannibals. Oh, I suppose you do get consented cannibals. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the whole that, thing, like, yeah. I'll my cock off and I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I think we're fine to say that those people are mentally 
unwell. Mm. We're eating a bit of Persian blue. It's really salt. good. It's mm. really nice. I mean, this it's is Iranian like rock salt. Thank you, Hal, for these. With sapphire-coloured crystals mm. extracted from the mines. This is... What's that stuff in um, Black Panther? Oh, vibranium. Yeah, I feel like we're eating vibranium. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to. It's the strongest material on the planet, Jess, and it would break your teeth. No, well, in a minute, when I accidentally punch the wall down, <laughs> because you we'll know that vibranium. I nibbled some vibranium. Mm. Adds a touch of glamour to the rim of cocktail glasses. <laughs> okay. Rim. Well, that was... <laughs> they said rim. Uh, mm. That is nice, but it just takes... To be honest, it just tastes like salt. like salt, yeah. yeah. Let's try red... Alia sea salt, long mineral finish, seasoned jerky and oh, burgers. they're all salt. Sprinkle over caramel. Yeah, they're just <laughs> different those... salts from around the world. Oh, it looks like... That's exciting looking. It looks like sand. Yeah. Do, do you really, I really want to break that big... Yeah, smash it up. You do it. It's your salt, mate. You have the privilege. It was satisfying. Oh. Mm. All right, I'm going to have to lick my finger for this one. Oh, that does taste different. Mmm, this is from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's nice. That's yeah. really nice. That's like smoked paprika that tastes of... Yeah. It's meaty, isn't it? It's got the texture of, you know, that... Um, oh, what's that like? It's not dib dab, but you know that sherbet stuff that you have in rainbow things? Mmm, yeah. It's got yeah. that texture. Yeah. Like, it's I, it's baked in volcanic clay. Oh, yeah. That's the colour. additive. For anyone listening, it is a clay colour, so... Mm, lovely. Orange. Okra, it says. Mild, nutty notes. Shit. I, yeah. I, again, it's telling me to add it to the... Add a bit of glamour to the rim of my cocktail glasses. Do you know what? I didn't They've never know. met me. I don't have a cocktail glasses. I didn't know my cocktail glasses lacked glamour till now. Yeah. Well, they do, Matthew. You've got, they've got very boring rims. <laughs> um, Viking smoked we'll do next, shall we? Oh, yeah. That's the one that looks like... Like oh, like moody. Looks like curry powder. Oh, it smells like curries. Oh, should we do that last then? Okay. Or? or do you think we'll need to cleanse the palate with this one? I think we might, because that looks terrifying, actually. I think we'll do this first. Viking okay. Smoke. It's made in southern Norway using millennium-old Viking technique involving evaporating seawater over juniper, cherry, elm, beech and oakwood fire, infusing the salt say it. with smoky notes. It smells like, you know, your clothes after you've been bit by a bonfire. Smell I it. I love that. Smell it. Oh my God, it does. Yeah. It smells of clothes. I went to um, Norway to see the Northern Lights. Mmm. Mmm. That is incredible. That's delicious. Mm. Whoa. It's a real kick to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It, it does taste like fire as <laughs> well. Yeah. If, if you could eat fire, that's, that's what it tastes like. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so nice. <clears throat> Spicy. Oh yeah. Haha, <laughs> maybe we should have done it last. Mmm, I'm glad I'm having a mint tea. Who knew Vikings had it so good? Yeah, spicy bastards, Vikings. I thought you were just there sort of eating a whole lamb's <laughs> yeah. head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well done, Vikings. That is bloody delish. Yeah, when I went to Norway, we went out and watched the Northern, we watched the Northern Lights on New Year's Eve round a big fire. And the next day we had to fly home. And then we stank the plane out. Our coats were stank oh, the plane. Really? That was so powerful. You know, you don't know how much you stink of bonfires after until you're in an airport, and then on a plane and these massive coats <laughs> on. And then we got back to London just as rush hour hit. We had to get on the tube in rush hour in these stinking coats. And I was like, oh god, this is awful. And then we got home into our tiny flat and got upstairs. And I was like, oh my god, even in here it stinks. But actually, there were, a neighbour was having a bonfire in the garden. Oh, and so it, just it was fine. But we were so paranoid by that point. Right, this one's black lava sea salt. And it's from Hawaii again. And it's blended with activated charcoal. Mm, which love activated charcoal. feelings about whether it's actually good for you. Oh, that's, that's like... This is chunky, this looks one. Looks like stones. Yeah, this one. I do feel like I'm eating a little bit of gravelly road. Yeah, that, that is like eating road. No, I'm not. It's salty road. I'm not getting any... Oh, a tiny bit. bit of charcoal. Yeah, I do like that charcoaly taste a tiny bit. Like you like it on on anything that's like yeah. cooked on a barbecue, basically. Oh, I love I love charring stuff. Mmm, love it. Oh, that's what. It's just that that's one is nice. just salty, but a bit gritty. Yeah. Um, here's a food one for you. I went to look at the Northern Lights in Iceland. Check you out. We didn't see it. <laughs> oh, uh, so annoying. And then uh, we were going to go the next night, um, 
but we went on a tour of the hills and stuff and seen waterfalls. And a French tourist went missing. Um, and we got back really late, so we didn't go. And the reason the tourist went missing, after three to four hours looking for them, going around all the spots, going, the driver panicking, they'd... Uh, <laughs> They just got bored and got on a different coach that was going home and didn't tell anyone. Fuck. So we didn't go out to the Northern Lights because we were too late and we missed them that night. But we went to a restaurant and we tried a um, tasting platter in the restaurant and I accidentally ate whale. Oh, God. Yeah. What was whale like? It's delicious. I'm really sorry. Absolutely delicious. Was it delicious? Yeah. Because Simon Rimmer told me it was disgusting. No, it was really nice. It was but, quite um, gamey. But I've been told that if you, it's a love it or hate it, thing, obviously. Um, a gamey? Yeah, and I not felt... like fatty and sludgy. No, it's It tasted good. like meat, did it? Yeah, yeah, it's really meaty. Did it? Yeah. In my head, it's like a cross between a slug and fish. No, and maybe different ways are different. But right. Like... Oh, God, they look burnt, don't they? But maybe they do, but like yeah. Day. We do like chard. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice, and we had like shag as well, which is a bird, which oh was God, really disgusting. Say, Matthew, this is not this is an eating podcast. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I don't really eat meat anymore, but I really miss it. Do you? Yeah, we went pescatarian this year, and I say pescatarian as soon as I'm drunk, eat a chicken burger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't believe in absolute rules. No, I don't feel bad when I do it. But yeah, so but I really miss a chicken and meaty taste. Well, we need to the the future. This episode is about the future. We need to yeah, exactly uh, improve the um, fake ones. Oh, there are sometimes there are we, some had, great... we had like Mildred's do chicken that really oh, tastes no. like chicken. There's a there's a place to milk chicken or something. It's called. There's a, a stall in Borough Market that does fake chicken, mm. and it tastes exactly like chicken. Like if you didn't Wait, tell me. Yeah, because oh, texture, because texture is everything for and me. There's that fried fake chicken. Sh- there's Hackney's got a few fried chicken shops that are fake. Yeah, the House of Satan, one of them's called, <laughs> but spelled like Satan way. Right. Okay. 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 Oh, these don't look bad now. They, they don't look that bad now. They could. They look way less like what they were. Oh, oh, still are. So I just put them down in their trays and we just have a nibble. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you want a little plate? Or should we just pick it up? Let's there? save on the washing up, Jess. Yeah. Oh my god. Right, I'm. I just, fucking hell, this is bold. I, I'm yeah. quite excited. Are oh, you? Yeah. I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm nervous I'm going to puke on my podcast for the first time. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know if the mic's picking it up, but you can hear them crackling. Horrific and amazing. You actually can hear them crackling. Hey, it's me, interrupting my own podcast. I want to let you know that I'm going to be in a play for the next few weeks, if you wanted to come. It's called Brexit, but it is funny, I promise. Uh, It's on at the King's Head Theatre in Islington from the 11th of June to the 6th of July, and I'm playing a Tory MP. As you can imagine, that is, I mean, excellent fun. So come, if you want. I'd love to see you there. There's a ticket link in the podcast notes. Now, back to the good shit. I'm in my time. I'm going to get a little, little handful. Oh my God, Matthew. I'm going for two. All right, I've got a little cluster here. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah, fine. Yeah. That could be a um, dried pea. Yeah. They taste of burnt soya yeah. sauce. They taste like Twiglets. Oh my God, it tastes exactly like Twiglets. Yeah. With soy on. Same texture. And if they were presented a bit more nicely, not just in a... I think I burnt them. <laughs> I did it for eight minutes at the designated... Oh, that's good. They're fine. Yeah. And they're very good for us. There's still something in my tummy that's, like, twisted up and it won't release because it's, it's I don't look at them. I've left some wings on him. Oh, no. There's it's a few with wings on. Right. This is the okay. one that I think this is going to be... This is the real be, test. Like, in my head, oh, I'm going to bite into this and it's going to be, like... Gunky. Like honeycomb sort oh. of start. Ready? Right, we're going for the grasshopper. Head and all, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one is worse than those. Ready? Your <laughs> <laughs> face. I'm really not into it. All right, go. Yeah. Don't like that. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Right, we've got... Oh, It's <laughs> exactly what I... Oh! <laughs> 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 Oh my god! I 
gats in such a way that I sprayed spit in a really beautiful pattern all over the table. That is horrible. They're it's so... Not, it's hollow and this fear of what's going to happen once you've crunched in. They're so dry. <laughs> it's just dry. It's just d- slightly it? animally dust. It's been too long since I've eaten <laughs> meat to be able to go this deep into something that's so clearly was what's living that? recently. It tastes like something, but I can't think what. I'm going to have another. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really trying to focus on what it tastes like for me. Thank you for doing this for me, because I don't think I can have another one. Oh. I just have oh, to... Oh, it, it sticks to your it's throat. Like, <coughs> that's why you get rid of them. Not that... But look, it's just a little bit of leg on there or something, and that's it. It will, like... Look how scratchy that leg looks. <laughs> that's why you've got to take them off. There's spikes oh, on yeah. the Because don't accidentally eat a leg. I think this one's clean. All right. Oh. A bit gutted. I wasted my lovely salt on these. Hmm. Oh god! It's like you know. It's like you know when you burn something on a tray, yeah, and you scrape I mean, the bits and you eat the bits. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that. But it's got scales. I mean, they're just so dry. The, the grasshoppers, <clears throat> no crickets. Yeah, I'm going back for some more crickets. Yeah, well, that's fine. Like the texture of those are better than the grasshoppers. I've just very slowly, like, tiniest millimetre by millimetre chomped the body of another grasshopper. And now... <laughs> I can't get any real flavour other than scales. It just yeah. feels like dried out scales. It's like paper on the inside as well. I can't see how that's... And once you've baked it, how's got there any goodness in this? Do you know what? Is it really... Is that really protein? Yeah, I'm... The gra- like again, the grasshoppers are quite light. The crickets, I was hoping. No, which one? So the crickets are light. The grasshopper, sorry. I was hoping they'd be a bit juicier, but they're just dry. You know, like when you crush a moth yeah. and it turns to pepper. It's kind of like that, isn't it? There's just no the little heads look like you can imagine them sat on a cow pat. <laughs> like it's not. It's too. That's awful. That was awful. The other day, for the first time, I don't know what I don't know if I read this somewhere, but I realised that you need, like in my head, I was thinking you could grow an apple tree. You just need an apple seed. You need about ten years to get an apple off an apple tree, I think. Yeah. Also, I didn't realise you'd need more than one tree because you have to <laughs> you have to pollinate. So you get an apple, yeah. put it in the ground, tree sprouts up, apples. That was in my head, and I was like, no, you need stuff to pollinate. I didn't know that, and George Egg, Egg taught me it. Oh, I think that's that's where I heard it the other day. Mm. George Egg did it and he said, I knew I'd heard it somewhere. Yeah. And that was like, yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah, it is mind-blowing that you think you can't... Uh, yeah, you need... You can never, ever have exactly the same type of apple again. Yeah. Unless it's pollinated by a different one. Yeah. Who was I talking to? It might have been Tony Law. Now, um, there's a big banana crisis at the moment. Well, there's, there's like a blight on bananas. And this happened years and years ago. And the banana we get is generally the same strain as banana, and it was rebred because they lost those banana crops to a oh, to like yeah. a bug or something. Yeah, shit. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. But I love that. I love like because you're so used to someone going, "Oh, here's some food." Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like you don't think about anything. So can you not cook really? Yeah, I'm a good cook now. Oh yeah, you're a good boy. Yeah. That's very patronising of me. Wasn't <laughs> it? It's only because you said you'd be ill-equipped, so maybe you wouldn't. I think I think I'd be fine. But like, I think I'd, I think I'd definitely I'd be better at hunting than I would be at foraging or growing. Yeah. Just oh, I feel like our whole generation is um, completely gimped when it comes to knowing how to grow stuff. Yeah. I was thinking like, okay, like the whole idea of this like artisanal movement where we all just grow our own veg and stuff. I mean, mm. I love it and I do grow stuff and I will <coughs> not this year because Edinburgh will ruin it all. Like it always <laughs> does when I go, but. I don't think I, I have to look online and in books and yeah. ask the elderly people in my life yeah. how to do it and I don't do it well because I don't know how to maintain it and I feel like their generations were just brought up with that knowledge yeah. and then came our parents who were from my experience anyway quite a sort of decadent hedonistic generation who had an awful lot of stuff given to them yeah. compared to any former one you pricks yeah <laughs> but it meant that they just didn't take any notice they didn't mm. 
Whereas every generation up until that knew what different types of birds were, knew how to grow f- food, yeah, food, and knew what was um, poisonous, yeah. yeah, yeah, knew how to forage for the odd thing. And then you got the these kind of boomer kids in yeah. the fifties and sixties. They don't know shit. Yeah, it's, it's and so it's, we don't. We've lost loads. Mm. Like it's weird as well. Like because you don't realise how recent loads of stuff is. Yeah. This blew my mind. I watched a thing yesterday on the BBC archives where um, there's a news story. It must have been 70s, might have been early 80s, yeah. where they had a news story about this new craze of sweeping the nation. It was a hamburger. And they were they did a news story like, <coughs> I don't think it'll replace the traditional fish and chips. And it was a really like... Wow. You realise that's a gener... Like, our parents' generation, they're getting all these new things. You, you forget, like, curries and... Asian food and all these things that we just take for granted and takeaways and stuff yeah. like that. You have none of that. Like it's all been super quick. Yeah, yeah. Exciting, really. We're very lucky. Yeah, we are very lucky. And also, all that stuff that I was saying, we don't get taught as kids anymore, like how to grow stuff. We could look it up. They yeah. didn't have that. They'd have at least had to go to a library. Yeah, we and we might not have libraries anymore, which is also sad. But we don't have to. Um, we can just go online. Mm. We are quite lucky. Not in the apocalypse, mate. No, that's true, actually. What we're going to do after the apocalypse. What have I written here? I want to know what sort of apocalypse you're most likely to think we're dealing with. A virus, zombie, or climate-induced <laughs> planetary meltdown. What happens with the most... I think the most likely one's the climate. I mean, climate's definitely the one. It's just climate, isn't it? With a touch of zombie? <laughs> <laughs> with a touch of zombie. When we're all like, give me my internet. Yeah. Um, oh, God, Yeah. It's really, I started, because I've started researching apocalypses, because I'm thinking of writing a show about it, Mm. and I started to look at, like, other generations' ideas, because every generation has this idea of doomsday and apocalypse, Okay, and that goes back all through time, like, that's why you got it in the Bible and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) How how badly researched is that? That's why you got it in the Bible and stuff. It's even in the Bible and that? Yeah. uh, Fair enough. But, like... In the obviously in the fifties, sixties, you've got that threat of nuclear apocalypse, and you have yeah. like the midnight. I'm obsessed with the uh, the doomsday clock, the um, hour to midnight. Oh right, yeah, because we're really close to midnight. Oh the god, old, on the old uh, doomsday clock, um, and uh, yeah, every generation has something, but this is the one where climate is the one now where we can see scientific evidence that's happening. Yeah, rather than us going, well, we'll just kill each other. Or God will smite us, or whatever. But I was, I was reading a thing about the, the plague. When the plague happened, how um, they basically, they thought it was the end of days, because pretty much two-thirds of everyone you know was dying. Fuck. Like, and it absolutely wiped <laughs> So everyone. they thought that was a viral... They, they, yeah, they thought that is, that is the end. It, essentially, it was. And it's really weird, like, the, if you live through that, I don't know how you rebuild your life, because pretty much everyone you love died of it. Yeah. Um, even though everyone died of everything like then, like so many people were wiped out, and it was, I was reading this thing about how capitalism, some of the roots of capitalism came off the back of it, because it incentivised the people who survived in the next generation. They started to say, if you work for me and do this, you will get more, because they'd lost so much of their workforce and stuff oh like that God. to play. So they had to incentivise them. So they had to start treating their workers better. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, which so, is like the only perk of capitalism. Yeah, so like it's one of those things, because we, now we're at a yeah, point where we, we, we think about apocalypse like, oh, that'll wipe everyone out. But we're, we're like cockroaches. We survive so mm. much. Like if, it, if it, the planet warms, we'll find somewhere to survive or something. But you, like, oh, that's a lovely, hopeful outlook on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully we'll get to a solution before yeah. that. Well, it was just on the news today, I can't remember what university, but it, the first universities opened it. Most universities have got a department to do with the environment and environmental change. But somewhere's opened a whole department specifically to uh, prevent preventative measures, what we can do to try and reverse it. Yeah. Which is obviously necessary. And, they, and he was on, some professor was on there saying, well, some, there's some stuff we can't do, we've gone too far. It's like, oh God! <laughs> But what's interesting about it and why we're on about it is because I think eating's just a mass. It's like yeah. the, the main thing that you can do. That in, everybody yeah. can do where an individual can have an impact. Yeah. Because even just if one household doesn't eat meat for a week, you've done some good. Yeah. Well, that's why. If America did that, I mean, we really need America yeah. to do that. 
China as well. Yeah. Just, just, and I'm not. I don't want to be that person who's like, yeah, well, we can't do anything because China. But well, like, we can. Yeah, we, we all can. Yeah. yeah, we all can, and we can all put diplomatic pressure. Yeah, exactly. Things. Also, yeah. it's just population, isn't it? When you've got yeah. a big population, because the weird thing is with food and it's changing. Um, something that happened, I think, in our parents' generation that was unheard of is meat became cheap. Yeah. And it changed diet. Well, and they were told as well that it was extremely healthy and you must have some every day. Yeah. And I I, I was one of those kids, like, all growing up, we basically had a piece of meat, chips, some one veg. Nice. Like, that every day, because my dad wouldn't eat anything but chips. Like, really? He just... He, well, I came back from uni. I went through a, like a healthy phase when I was getting really into fitness when I was at uni. I came home and I was like, I'm making some lunch, do you want some? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made a chicken Caesar salad. Yeah. And he had about two bites and he generally slammed it down. And he went, no, I can't eat this fucking rabbit food anymore. And he was like really like proper working class, like I must have meat, carb, something. Yeah. And he used to have chips on every meal, I swear to God. Unless it was Christmas or we're eating out. Is he a healthy man? No. No. He is is only alive because he's pickled himself. Because he... um, (laughs) (laughs) He's a medical marvel in the wrong way. Like, he he, he shouldn't be alive by any account. But every day he had chips and every day he'd have vinegar up to the brim of the plate. Because he'd just love it. And he finished his chips, and every day he would pick up the plate and he'd drink the vinegar that was left on it. Absolutely disgusted. And, like, he's. Oh he, my god! He eats so badly. I love this story. But maybe that's great for his gut or something. I don't know. Something's keeping him he, alive. So he put vinegar up to the rim and then just, what, yeah, just, a cat, like, licked it. No, he drink it, it you know, like when you drink your milk from the cereal. Oh my god! Slurp it down. You know, I've got a little bit of empathy for that, sorry. I really love vinegar. People, I really do. I love vinegar. I could probably have one sip, but not a bowls, not an Also, not an one sip maybe because you're like, oh, I'll just have a sip. Not every day. Yeah. Like, that's how you finish your dinner. Oh, God. It's, yeah, it's But wild. it's kept him alive. It must have. Everything inside him is just bobbing about like in a futuristic jar. <laughs> yeah. In a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Changes one one thing in his diet and he'll just he'll body will collapse. It'll all collapse. It's all got used to the same things. He, um, again. I, yeah, I, but that one vegetable as well will have been doing wonders. Yeah. Mmm. Delicious. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had worms when I was a kid uh, because, and the reason I got it was uh, my mum used to throw bread out for the birds and then she realised I'd go out straight away and start eating it off the ground. And like, she, she's like, she's not a monster. Like if I wanted bread, she'd give me you bread. Just had it, but you but just see it. go out and sit with the birds and I have quite, it off the floor. I quite like giving it half a day and it got a bit stale. Oh my! And it's like a, it's like a nature, <laughs> nature's made it into a crouton or something. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> he just made it into a <laughs> I like um, prawn crackers the next day. Oh, no. They go soft, don't yeah, they? Yeah, be- well, bendy. It's almost chewiness no. to them. I love that. 
<laughs> Do you remember the first time you ever had a chewy cookie? Yeah. Oh, it was a good day, wasn't Oh, it? my God. Because I'd grown up with biscuit cookies, which are hard, yeah. crunchy. And, like, a Millie's or something in town. I thought they'd not cooked it or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? It's so clever, isn't it? I've never, ever... It's something I... Maybe I'll make it, like, a, a um, second half of 2019 resolution to try and learn to make good biscuits and cookies. Yeah. I'm shit at biscuits and cookies. They're so I've got hard. quite good at cakes. Cakes, I've never yeah. been in... I've, I'm, I much prefer cooking to baking. I feel like the science is too exact for baking. But biscuits are too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're so cheap to buy. But full of palm oil, which is one of the things that's bringing on the apocalypse. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I was on about sturdy food earlier because we had a sturdy squash, which is my excuse for cooking your squash as part of a thing about the future. But I wanted to know what the sturdiest and most fragile things you've ever eaten are. Sturdiest and most fragile? <laughs> Never asked anyone that. I don't even know. It's quite futury. Uh, by sturdy, you mean, like, just... Keep you going. Yeah, maybe it was the day-old bread with the birds in the garden. Here's... That's quite bigger yeah, material. That yeah. is. Um, when I travelled when I was in my 20s, I lived in Australia, and I got to the point where I nearly had to get my parents to fly me home because I spent all my money, couldn't get a job, had 50p in my bank account, no return ticket, and I, was, I rang my mum, and I was like, Mum, Dad, I've, I've fucked up. Um... In the next hour, I'm either going to ring you and you're going to have to fly me home and I'll sleep at the airport, I'll be fine, um, or everything will be okay. And my friend was in a similar situation, he had about 60 quid left, and we rung all these farms and we ended up going to the middle of nowhere. The last 60 quid we had we, we between us, we spent on a bus ticket and we went and lived in a, a, a caravan for five weeks, fruit picking and working in this potato factory. And yeah. that was interesting, seeing, like, food, like, the industrial level of, like, what goes into just getting, like, a grape. Yeah. Which is fascinating. The point is, we had no money, and we got there, and we went, look, we've got no money to pay you. Um, can we work a week and then pay you? And, like, this happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Showed us our caravan. They brought us a bag of food, and we were fine. But because we are poor, we ate really frugal, and mm. we ate tuna pasta bake. Every day for about 26 days. Oh, my God. Same same thing. We had a sandwich. Because the tuna's really expensive now. So yeah. They, well, yeah, well, yeah. We, we'd buy it in bulk. And yeah. we'd have, like... And it was just carbous up. Tuna yeah. pasta bake every day. Same thing. Not, no deviation. And then once we'd sort of got paid and we had enough money, there's this one takeaway shop in, like... Because we're in the middle of nowhere. There's, like, nothing for 300 miles every way. There's, like, one town nearby... And so they have this one takeaway shop that does everything, any type of food. And I love pizza. Like, that's my death row meal. Right. P- pizza and a roast dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so we're like, right, let's treat ourselves to a pizza. I had this pizza. It was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. Because, like, wow. I'd not eaten anything but tuna pasta bake. But the next day, I went, I was running every night. I was, like, running for an hour, an hour and a half every night. I was so fit because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. And I was in running, I had this circle, and it was God, about... it sounds like someone keeping themselves sane in prison. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It generally was. But it was also, like, the most free and fun time of my yeah. life. Um, but you see this, this circuit... Also, about... just quickly, do you think your body, like, enjoyed that regularity? Well, this that is where we, we go into okay. this. I think it did. I think because you knew exactly what was coming and in when. Sli- if there was any vegetables in it, then it is slightly balanced. You've got yeah, yeah we, had, we had peppers and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've actually got really balanced yeah. food. It's just the same one every night. Yeah. Carry on. Oh, no, no, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, um, we had pizza and I used to run every night. And it had this 20-minute loop and it was into the outback. Nearly stood a brown snake on one run. <gasps> just slid, And then that's the only time I ever saw a snake in the wild. Um, but the day after I had this pizza, I went running and obviously running loosens you up. And midway through my run, I thought I farted. <laughs> and it's just just warm down my leg. <laughs> so when you say brown snake, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't. It's it more the consistency of the soup we just had. Oh, so, oh God, Matthew. my body wasn't oh. ready for anything other than the routine. No. And as at, at the point it happened, <laughs> I was at the exact point in the circuit where I had. Exactly the same amount to go forward as they did back. So all I could do was I clean myself on my boxers, threw them into the middle of nowhere. 
that became part what, of the What, and they just ran naked? No, so they had put shorts my shorts on. back on. Couldn't run, because by that time, it's like oh, uncorking. No, oh, no. So I was like, okay, there's a stop to I didn't want to lower my voice, because I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so I had to keep pooing in the side of the road. It just wouldn't oh, stop. Oh, Matthew, that's awful. That's awful. I feel for you. Oh, it's so I just, I'm almost like getting that forehead prickled sweat yeah. of empathy, because that's... Oh my god, there's nothing worse, there's nothing worse. Well, it gets worse. Oh god! <laughs> I had to get back to the caravan site, and I was so embarrassed. I had to go to the toilet, clean myself up, steal my own trousers off the washing line, to because I, I had to throw my trousers, and I put them in this... I knew there was a caravan empty, like a few caravans away, so I put them in the bin there. And the next day, it was our day off, like we weren't on the farm that day, so we went to do our washing... And uh, there's just this tornado of flies above the bin. Oh, like, no. Ridiculous. No. And my mate was like, oh, my God, I wonder what's in there. I was like, oh, no idea. <gasps> and about seven years later, we're on a bus. And he went, you know what? Sometimes I, I just wonder what was in that bin. <gasps> and I told him, I was like, yeah, well, this happened. It was my shitty pants. <laughs> and he's like, he's like... He could have stopped laughing. Oh like, my god! It, I can't believe he had to wait seven years before you yeah. tell him because he was so ashamed. Because he was like, "Yeah, they're just going to do it." But that—that's like when your body gets used to something, you deviate. It yeah. just turns on you. Yeah, yeah. And oh, no, it's horrific. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I did a a pilot with Lee Kern and Adam Lauter. And one of the, it was like a, a, a hidden camera style right. thing. And one of the challenges was to taste dog food like you were doing it like wine tasting, trying to find the nicest one. Uh, and like, this is this again with Apocalypse. Did they so give you posh ones? Cause they gave us loads of different types. Right. And one of them was like, um, oh, it's so grim. It's making me... Gag thinking oh, about shit. it. Because but, some of them to look at now, because I remember when I, I had a dog as a kid and I would retch every time I had to feed her. See, I love the smell of dog do. food. It's really weird when I feed my cats if they're wet food. Yeah. I love the smell, but I can fully <laughs> guarantee the taste is vile. Right. Yeah. Fuck! Because, but, but I was going to say now, you look at like my friend's cat's food and it's like in this... It looks like it's in a gravy. There's none of that jelly. Yeah, and the bits look like actual chunks of actual meat. It doesn't look horrific at all, but it still tastes like shit, does it? Yeah, oh, it's horrible. Do you think it's because they've had to add a load of sort of dusts and minerals and dog stuff? I think... I don't know. I think also... Or is it raw? I, and animals meant to eat raw meat? It, it definitely wasn't raw. Good. Um, but it was... I think it's processed a lot of it, isn't it? So it's all the lips and hooves and stuff. <laughs> Just mash it together. Um, I'm glad they're going... I'm glad someone's eating them, but fuck... Yeah. Oh, like the, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this: you can tell the difference blindfolded between a cheap dog food and an, yeah. an expensive one. But like, there's one. It, the, the, I think what made it worse is it was cold. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. You don't eat dog food. I think if you'd warmed it up. It might be all right. It might be like just a really cheap meat and gravy. But cold, it's quite thick as well and jelly. No. But there's one, and it was so cheap and. The, the meat was really chunky it was, it was really cheap and I don't know what was in it but it was gritty and it, it must have been like little bits of bone or something oh, <laughs> but yeah it was really rank it was really really rank because there's a scene in um, one of the Mad Maxes where he eats dog food and he's just hungry yeah. and you know you'd eat it if you're hungry yeah. but whilst we have the privilege of choice I'm not going to eat any more, I don't think. I feel like we spoke about so much disgusting stuff that I have to ask you something lovely. Oh, no, I don't um, mind. <laughs> I think I'm more of the listeners than you, Matt. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. It is, um, I want you to eat a Twinkie and talk about it. You're oh, I'm going to. I don't think I've ever had a Twinkie. I don't think I've ever had a Twinkie. They're American or Australian? They're American. Because right. there's uh, in Zombieland, which is a great film... Uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the characters. That's Woody Harrelson Singh. He just wants to find a Twinkie and eat it. That's one of his big character things because that's the the old myth is that Twinkies are last forever. They're indestructible. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's, it is an apocalyptic trope that Twinkies survive beyond anything. But I think they proved it wrong scientifically. I learnt this week that oat milk doesn't last forever. I left some in there for a couple of weeks. I was away for a job and came back and made a coffee and drank it and it all tasted fine but then realised they were like 
discs in the bottom. Whoa. Done it again. I made it disgusting again. <laughs> again, though. <laughs> what am I doing? It's going to be your first one when you have a, a, a warning at the beginning. If you meet a Twinkie, I've got something I haven't tried in the podcast yet. Okay. I'm going to try. I still can't believe that they've got beef in them. I know, that's so depressing. Yeah. Oh, actually, do you like these? Do you like milk bottles? Because my son doesn't like them and I bought them for him. I'll eat one afterwards. You can have them forever. <laughs> oh, well, at least till... Uh, the, you like it or not. At least till May 2019. They go up in, uh, in, on Tuesday. Oh. So I better get on it. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I had I thought about this. They were sell, selling individual Twinkies, but I bought a box of 10 because I thought visually it was better. Nice, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. it is. Um, very nice. Oh my God, they don't look very... Um, I'm afraid I don't like them. I'm not into this sort of caking. They, they look... I yeah. it's the fact that they're individually wrapped. I'm going to try an, a golden blonde vegan chocolate bar from Ooh. Almighty Foods, who are a Scottish... Oh, there's cream coming out the bottom. Strong ground vegan organic compostable wrapping inside. Creamy, dreamy white chocolate alternative. Made from cashews, cocoa butter, vanilla pod, notes of butterscotch. Eating instructions. Bit patronising. <laughs> Melt slowly in mouth for full flavour effect. I, I want this to be like a caramac. Do you remember? Oh, that? yeah. It's got that colour. Yeah, it's got that colour. Doesn't anything like white chocolate. It's... Do they still do caramacs? I did. I've never. I, well, I've, I've not, not seen them one. for years. Yeah. I didn't think I ever loved them. It felt like some sort of healthy knockoff, didn't it? When you could have been having chocolate. Did you see the Iron Brew Bar thing last week? No. What happened? Uh, so you remember Iron Brew Bar? Yes, I loved them. So I, for Were years, they, did pe- they have the tangy side and the not tangy yeah. side? Yeah. <gasps> for years, um, people have been trying to get Iron Brew to bring them back, and they yeah. released a statement last week. I think it was saying, uh, "We're just going to come clean." We had a company that used to make them for us, and we we don't have the recipe, and there's no <gasps> way for us to ever make it again. Oh my god! I think that's that's very that's beautiful and timeless and yeah. prosaic. Right, I'm going I'm, in. I'm going in. Oh yeah. Hmm. You know it's good. It's hurting my teeth. Okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so sugary. It's so sweet. Oh my god! Is that like? cream inside just like yeah it's like a cream cake oh they are good this tastes healthy that's disappointing mm. you look really upset with that it's <laughs> really healthy it's not horrible but it tastes of whole food mm. coconut oh no coconut I hate coconut. coconut do you yeah I'm, I'm I think because I try and be a bit vegan nearly vegan close to vegans I um, I uh, I just have to taste it way more than I want. Mm. <laughs> it's in so many replacement things. I've actually decided I quite like coconut yogurt, plain yogurt, with fruit and honey and not vegan honey. Really nice actual bees honey. <laughs> I don't think honey's part of the issue, is it? You'd have to be a really religious vegan not to have. Honey. Yeah. Um. Mm. I say that I didn't... This tasted healthy, but I am having another bit. Do you want to try it? I will try a bit, yeah. Um, Golden blonde. You're not unpleasant, but you're a bit healthy. That's why I can't go... It's a bit coconutty, be warned. I think that's why... I still was about to say I can't go vegan, but that is obviously not a thing. Anyone can. But I can't go in terms of I don't want to go fully Mm. vegan, even though there's a a moral thing where I go, yeah, that'd be great. Mm. But I love cheese and chocolate so much. Yeah, you think it would affect your mental health. I think it's a genuine thing if you were then not allowed those ever again. I think it's the absoluteness of it because of that. You're going, well, I'm not... It's a type of restricting which fucks your head up if you go, I'm never allowed those things again. I think it tastes like... um, You like it? Yeah, it tastes like chocolate. But with a weird aftertaste. It's something, there's some sort of meat, uh, wholesomeness. There's something too savoury. Yeah, there's something Holland and Barrett in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted just because the Um, flavour hit. (laughs) It's, um, but did the Twinkie taste nice, by the way? It was fine. Did it taste too much other than sugar and... It's just, it tastes very, like a processed cake. Yeah. Like, um, yeah hard was it hard it looked quite hard. very spongy very soft oh really yeah really soft it's, it's nice I, I, like 
It's one of those things that um, I've been obsessed with Twinkies for years. I don't know why. I must have eaten one because there's one in Ghostbusters. And so the idea of a Twinkie, yeah. I've been obsessed with since I was a child. You know, when you there's, there's foods and, and culture and stuff that you just, you you sort of yearn for because you see it in, in films and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I wish we We want to try that. Yeah. Really want to tell you the story, but do I don't do know it. if I'm legally allowed to. Oh, really? I'll tell it you, and, and then, then we'll you make tell the me decision. whether or not I can keep it in. So, a friend of a friend of a friend was working a court case. So, fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> friend of a friend of a friend was working a court case where a couple uh, were in. I'm not going to say the country, yeah. just in case it narrows it down. Mm. But they basically got lost with this tour guide, just the three of them, and the tour guide had screwed up and didn't know the way home. And long story short, they were in the jungle for five days together, and the couple and ended up splitting up because they survived because they were rescued, but they had got to a point where they had all made a pact where if one of them died, they would eat the person who died because they were all starving, they are eating bugs out of the ground and stuff, yeah. they couldn't find food, and they got to a point where, because the, the guide had fucked up, they were plotting to kill and eat him. Normal couple just gone on holiday, wanted a bit of adventure, and they got to that point where they were so hungry. Even after they, five days, yeah. they got to gonna kill them. Well, imagine that. Imagine you're lost, you're scared, and all you can think about and is. And what happened? Stuff. Why was it a court case? Um, I think yeah, it's a court case. They were suing that because they, it ruined their lives. Like but they, they all survived. They didn't kill them. They all they all survived, but they the couple split up. It ruined their lives because they couldn't look at mm. each other anymore because they knew what they'd become. It's fascinating. Wow. So, like, for me, I... Because I, I... Now, I don't eat much meat from a morality thing. Mm. Because I did exactly that thing. Like, the apocalypse is coming. What can I do to try and yeah. steer it off? Like, and I feel bad going back to what we're talking about. I feel terrible when I read about industrial farming. Yeah. I think it's such a... A, a horribly efficient practice that we made yeah um, and it just it unbalances nature and I got really guilty about that mm. and it took me it, I was addicted to meat I'm talking really? like three four different meats yeah. in a day oh god okay, yeah, yeah like sort of and it took me a long time to sort of get that around my head that you didn't need meat on every yeah. dinner but yeah it, when it comes to cannibalism I wouldn't say that I couldn't do it I don't know how quickly I'd do it. Because you don't know until you... Oh, no, you don't know until you're in that situation. Absolutely. And I also know I I just go to shit when I'm really genuinely starvingly hungry. I go to mood-wise go straight away. Yeah. Imagine you're starving you just smell barbecue. Yeah, you just want it. You just eat it. Yeah. I think there's loads of meats. Just like like you like the smell of dog food if you're hungry enough. I've walked past... Bakeries with sausage rolls that oh, definitely the there's, there's stuff in that will yeah. it will not be Imagine. something I want to know what's in that yeah also and the smell of it is incredible and if you're hungry yeah spam all of that stuff you, if you just processed the human I can't control oh, I can't control oh. myself on biscuits yeah if I was starving and I smelt meat I'd be like I'll Get deal it. with this moral thing later. Just, I'm eating it but that's the thing it's like one of those things it's, it's, it comes back to that can you kill and eat your own animal mm. like because I've killed fish I've killed a chicken yeah and eaten that like and that's hard you. that's hard yeah like it's I think emotional isn't it there's a difference between killing someone and eating them and doing it that oh yeah on, but, or being starving and going this is our only source of food like yeah. a lifestyle like, yeah because the horrible thing is as well <laughs> It's like, it's like an animal. When you see an animal's face, you're a bit more like, oh, fuck, I'm eating a yeah. live thing. If someone just gave you like an already nicely cut bit of rump or something from, didn't know what it was. from a, a really tough bottom, <laughs> like, that's just oh, me, God. isn't it? Yeah. Like, they just oh, nicely filleted it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It does make me... I feel like there's... A, I don't know. Because I've gone so far down the road of being so grossed out by so many meaty things at the moment I'm really like that the idea of a bit of human bottom bottom apparently loads of cannibals say the tastiest bit is that little bit between your thumb and your index finger god I knew you'd know something fucking horrible and weird like that (laughs) um I'm never gonna look at that bit again but apparently and this is horrible apparently yeah they just like (laughs) they're sucking Uh, it yeah just sucking it down 
but also is there do you if anyone knows you will is it is there something because often in films where people end up eating each other there's um oh, they all get some illness from it um, or get like I don't shakes know. or yeah or that, I know exactly which film that is it's yeah. the book of Eli yeah I'm on blood I don't know I don't know like because there, there is there is that idea that it can happen but then again like there's countless cannibal tribes that survive and thrive yeah like there's um there's a, a, a I was obsessed with this for years so there's a really old tradition of people falling in battle and then the people who killed them eating them to gain their strength yeah. and there was um there's a really They're eating their hearts isn't it yeah and stuff like that there's a really famous thing where when they were studying the idea of the soul they believed if you ate a person you would trap their soul within you and it's this really documented belief that was for hundreds of years and I think I think it's it's fascinating because there are accounts where people believe after people have cannibalised yeah. they get a sense of that person or whatever so yeah I mean I'm oh, <laughs> if I if I ever find out Jess come visit me in prison we'll follow okay. up the podcast but for now, just to cover, yeah, cover my back legally, I am not playing on killing and eating anyone. And I worryingly do not 100% believe him. <laughs> An apocalypse is coming. A massive hybrid fusion apocalypse, which will have climate catastrophe, zombies and viruses all in one handy apocalypse which would actually wipe out everyone. There'd be no survivors. Luckily, though, it's agreed not to happen if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, do a 71-hour PE class, which is all cross-country. There's no hedges to hide in or whatever. It's like rambling running for the whole time across every muddy, freezing English land field and occasionally through um, patches of really scary sheeps and cows. 71 hours of that. It rains. It even sleets. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! Um, And your reward is the feast of your dreams. Nothing has to be possible, nothing has to be ethical, definitely doesn't have to be healthy. Um, I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where. Oh, wow. Right. I have thought this through many times in a different frame because yeah. uh, I'm obsessed with uh, last, last meals. meals. Yeah. yeah, you said your last meal earlier would be pizza and a roast, would it? Genuinely, but a good one. Yeah. Um, if I could just stack, stack things. It's really hard because for me, eating, the best type of eating is where you get a bit of everything. I love tapas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get bored of flavours after a while. Mm. Like, I love, I love new flavours. I told you before. Yeah. Like, so tapas is perfect where you just get a little bit of that, a mm. little bit of that. So probably do a big medley. There's that scene in Pan's Labyrinth where there's a feast table set out and it looks so... It's making my mouth water thinking about oh. um, it. looks so good. I think I'd do that. I think I'd have like a big banquet table nice. of just all sorts of shit. Like good stuff. Like I'd love roast. Big old roast. Like and everything. Glorious. Like screw it. I'm, I'm on the meat that day. Yeah. Oh yeah, you totally would be that like, day. Oh, just roast dinners are the best. Yeah. What Have you got a favourite roast? I'm just trying to think it through now. I think you could have a tapas of each different roast. Yeah, a little little meat medley. Yeah, got to have a Yorkshire pud. Yes, sir. I don't. I, if you don't have a Yorkshire pud in on your roast dinner, there's something wrong with you. Something very wrong. I with get you. so upset where you go to places and they have only put it with the beef. Oh, and you're like you fucking you idiot, monster. I want that with my nut loaf. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I'd have a have a, have a big medley. Um, I'd have a Coke Zero with it. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd. I'd uh, for me, quite often I don't have alcohol with meals because I think it detracts. One type of fun. Because I don't drink wine. There's wine, yeah, yeah. it's designed, yeah. But big big old Coke Zero. Lovely. Oh, I'd have some olives on there. Oh, you know, those... I love it that you love olives. It's like the one grown-up flavour in the midst yeah. of all of your otherwise. It's, it's like me proving uh, to the world I'm at. I'll tell you a little, <laughs> tell you a little secret. I don't drink coffee. But I, I quite like the, the look of people with coffee because it's one of those things coming from the country. It's one of those things you see in films that city people do. <laughs> now and then I get a hot chocolate just to look like I'm drinking coffee. Yes! <laughs> when you walk into auditions and stuff. Yeah, yeah just having a latte. Yeah, it's not hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Yes, good boy. Kid palette. Um, yeah. Who are you having there and where are you having this feast? Um, I would probably have it in. 
I don't like eating outside, so it'd be indoors. Okay. Yeah, not a fan. Okay, fascinating. Yeah. Even a barbecue, bringing it in. Like a barbecue, that's acceptable, but that's okay. not that's not a banquet. Okay. I don't know. I just want all my. I want everyone there. My problem is I love people, and I I can't narrow it down. So anyone I ever knew who I liked <laughs> is invited. Is invited. It's very hectic. We've got enough to go around. Yeah. And it's great because all the attention on me. Yeah. I've saved the world. Yeah. Which I love doing. I mean, you're going down in history for something. Yeah. Magnificent. Which is actually, I'm quite sad because I have, I have genuine fantasies about saving the world, but then dying. Oh. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then, but then, Jess, plot twist, at my own funeral, a whole week after I die, I just re-inhabit my body and come back to life. Fuck. I think about that all the time. Great. And then I'd have my banquet, which is basically... <laughs> Pizza, roast, tapas. roast, tapas, those big green olives. Yeah, that are nice. really I know delicious. Exactly what you're on about. Um, Spanish desserts hard because there's one bit of everything. Could definitely be some custard in there. Nice. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Bit of an abrupt ending there, wasn't it? <laughs> Apologies, and my recorder must have started running its batteries down double time once we got into that absolutely minging cannibal story. Oh, I don't think I've ever retched so much through an interview, but it was so... Uh, I mean, I might even get nightmares from that. But how brilliant, how brilliant was that conversation? Please follow lovely Matt and check out his comedy. He's so funny. He's on Twitter at Matt Hyton, H-I-G-H-T-O-N. Come and see my new stand-up show, Hench, or see the play I'm in called Brexit. And, and, and most of all, do come to a live hoovering show. They're so fun. There's shows on sale in London, Canterbury and Edinburgh at the moment. And we'd love to see you at all or any of those. Follow us at the Hoovering Pod. Follow me at Jessica Foster on all the socials if you want a list of all the live shows and live gigs also e- send me an email um, go to my website jessicafosterq.com huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway until next week happy Hoovering Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.